this computer. Hi, everyone. Uh, welcome to a second consecutive episode of the All the Things ADHD podcast. All the things, all the time, every week, we're on fleek. Uh, that was amazing. Good, just, good dropping, dropping up. those, drop those bars. Drop those um, bars with my references the... from 2013. Yeah. <laughs> I'm cool like that. Cool which is like that. Even older reference. Oh, Jesus. Great. It's already it's a back in time episode, Lee. It is a back in time episode. So, uh, I was telling Amy before we started recording is that, um, I, uh, hockey season has not started yet. And so all my hockey podcasts haven't really been doing much, obviously, because there's nothing to talk about, but also all of like my sewing and other podcasts that I listen to are still on summer hiatus or summer break. So I haven't really had anything to listen to, um, in all of the driving of the children of the back and forths. And so, or, or what I feel like the Germans should create for us because they're good at this. They should create a noun for the special kind of frustration that comes from having no podcasts you want to listen to. Yes. Right. Like there's got to yeah. be a German compound word for that. Uh, let's ask, like we can ask maybe Rebecca Schumann. To yeah. Let's go to <laughs> hey, Rebecca. Happy what birthday. that word would be. Cause we, birthday. yeah. Uh, well, happy birthday, Rebecca, make us up a word that is yes. the frustration you feel when you have no podcasts to listen to. Yeah. Um, so I decided, uh, which is something that I don't do, um, is that I decided to go back and re-listen to, uh, some of our old podcasts. Love it. Also because I, um, I don't know, I gotta say, like, uh, I needed a friend. And so I was like, well, I'll listen to Amy. <laughs> Talk to me. <laughs> because i can't call her you can't uh, call me you could you could maybe just take oh my god we could take all our episodes and we could chuck them into one of those like ai voice things and then we could just talk to each other all the time yeah in a creepy sort of dystopian movie it, copyright infringing way except <laughs> except as i found out because i went to i went to a conference um this summer uh reclaim hosting anyways it doesn't mm. matter uh but they did a an experiment with Alan Levine, who mm -hmm. uh, does a lot of stuff with WordPress and plugins, and he's also all over Instagram. Um, and what the, he's created these things called splots, okay. which are these these kind of very simplified, does one thing, uh, WordPress templates, right? Mm -hmm. And there are he's written a ton of blog posts about splots. He's also spoken at conferences and done webinars about splots um and pot and, and podcasts so what someone did is they fed the ai his blog post about splots and said write tell me what splots are and then got a script oh, and then Lord. he fed this script into another ai that had been fed alan levine's voice <gasps> and alan knows all this is happening right mm -hmm. like he's this is this is consensual and all of that so he, he feeds it all and it's alan levine's voice um, and then gets video of him and creates this introductory. Fake? Yeah, he created a deep fake of Alan Levine talking about splots uh, for the Reclaim Hosting Conference. Now there is there is an uncanny valiness to it, like his mouth sure. wasn't quite right, and you could tell. It feels like, like the start of Stepford Wives. Lee. Yeah, yeah, but I felt really good because the 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 person doing the presentation was talking about the limitations of it and. It has to be video. It has to be audio that's fairly stays fairly at the same tone and volume. Uh -huh. And it's got to be video where you don't move around very much. <laughs> oh my god! This is like remember my main science fiction idea I put out in the world is like there needs to be a dystopian movie about um, video facial recognition where the population is controlled like that and it's only black people who can save us because they are consistently misrecognized by yeah. uh, motion capture and AI systems. Right? Like, ha ha! White people, you did this to yourself. But then maybe the next thing will be ADHD people save us all because we are not reproducible by AIs because we are so chaotic. It yeah. takes processors as yet uninvented <laughs> to manage the patterns well, of our own movements. Yeah, it's like, why are they so unpredictable? God damn mm. it. We're like, <laughs> we're deking, if you will. Yes. All the time. See, there's a hockey yeah. metaphor. This is now a hockey podcast. This is the hockey podcast you wanted. Yeah, I, I guess. listen to right yeah. now. Mm -hmm. I tried to use uh, deke in the spelling bee on New York Times and it didn't work, by the way. Yeah. But you can deke in basketball too, can't you? Well, it's a hockey word, and uh, New York oh, Times okay. spelling bee did not accept it. Oh, all right. 
well mm -hmm. okay so so anyways so i went back and i mm -hmm. actually so the first episode that i listened to was um the uh which one was it sorry oh my god you forgot that's um, amazing yeah i know um no not lumpy pumpkins what was it we uh not the divergent thing one i think it was the metaphor of neurodivergence where we got into the whole thing about jazz hands oh yeah and how jazz <laughs> oh my but god. also how we um you were talking about and, and again my episode descriptions are terrible like i, I, I noticed them. that in one of the past episodes is that they're like i'm like that is i mean yes we talked about jazz hands um but there were metaphors but not really and we talked about how um when it's uh people are gifted mm -hmm. in some ways it often mm -hmm. um ends up being that you are not gifted <laughs> when you are when, when it, you said touched by the smarts touched by the smarts oh yeah when you're yeah. touched by the smarts like yeah. emotional immaturity goes along with that yes right? when yeah. your brain outpaces your um, emotional regulation system or your executive function system, or when your brain wants your body to do things your body isn't strong enough to do yet or coordinated yeah. enough to do yet. Yeah. Yeah. Or, or you also end up with like autoimmune stuff and, mm -hmm. you know, uh, those kinds of things. And so it was really important in that moment. And it was it's like happenstance, but I, again, forgot about the episode and sat there of listening to it. Did. And I'm like, I remember the jazz hands part, mm -hmm. but not the actual part about ADHD that I should have taken with me. This is um, very ADHD of you. Yes. But that, that important part of not expecting people who are neurodivergent to, you know the the analogy was is that if you read at a grade eight level when you're when you're eight mm -hmm. everybody expects you to have the mo emotional maturity of somebody right. who is in eighth the grade, grade eight and yeah. not an eight-year-old let yep. alone maybe a six-year-old that you are like asynchronous development is what asynchronous development and that actually really was important for me to hear in that moment because mm -hmm. it was a moment where um, you know, we're getting back into school. We're trying to, you know, get back into routines. And there are some reactions that I clock as irrational. Oh, sure. But then I had to remember that this is normal and that mm -hmm. this is um, needs to be sort of acknowledged. And it actually mm -hmm. gave me the language to be able to address it with the youngest and just mm -hmm. say, here, you know, let let us not despair. Yep let us look at this and say, here are the strengths, mm -hmm. right? That you can teach yourself magic and become basically an expert in eight months, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. right? Which is not a small feat. That is a nope. complicated game. Mm -hmm. But then if there are these other things that are sort of lagging behind, right? That's normal. Yep. Right. And so to be able to have kind of have that conversation and have that language was really really useful and really really helpful and i was like i was like oh my gosh i need to listen to more of these and so i did so i did start re-listening i didn't go all the way back i just went to like last season right um uh but but and i do have the other observation i have is that um i know i don't do music and i was like what's the big deal it is really charming <laughs> just to hear me pop up and be like hey everyone I like it because sometimes you can hear the little crickle crackle of you actually pressing the record button. Yeah. Right. It feels true. very authentic and live to me. Um, yeah. I mean, I think it's, it's very on brand uh, for us to have to go back. Do you remember um, we did an episode where we began one episode. I was like, well, thank God I just listened to our episode on the way to piano yeah. because I forgot I made a promise at the end of the last episode of something I was going to do in this episode. Right. Cause I yeah. said it and then it was gone. Right. Yeah. And uh, we record it and then it is gone. And I think sometimes um, probably we've learned more from our own podcast than we're able to cite. Oh, this was an episode. What's a, what's a, right. We yeah. learned this thing. You're like, there was a, some jazz hands in it, I think, but somewhere deep inside the point got made and you learned it. Right. Even if you don't yeah. quite remember when, and I know we've been getting, um, emails recently. This podcast has been around long enough now that when new listeners find us, they're like, Oh, there's already 80 episodes, right. 80, and they go, they go five. This is 85. This is the 85th episode. I love all that the you things they to count them when we actually had a number that like had a five or a zero in it instead of yeah. like, this is our 87th 
episode. Which would have been fine right? too. This is our 73rd episode so, or like whatever it is. Do you, do you want to hear the most like, so I, of course, use WordPress as mm-hmm. the host for this and every mm-hmm. new episode is a new post. Mm-hmm. And I used to go through and I would count. I'm like, how many are on the page? How many pages do I have? God, Completely please. forgetting that I could just go into the dashboard and it you tells could. me how many posts I how have. How many posts there are. Yeah. And I know that the first post doesn't have anything on it because it was yeah. just like coming Test soon. Yeah. So like take that number and minus one and that's how many episodes you have. Mm-hmm. I was last week years old. Right. When I finally figured that out five that years into this podcast. Four so years funny. into the podcast. That is... <laughs> So funny. Uh, you're killing me with this, Lee, because it's something I'm sure that at some place you knew, right? Uh, yeah. And then forgot, but you could do the other way really fast anyways. And you're just used to things feeling weird and inefficient because yeah. things usually feel weird and inefficient. You're like, maybe there's a better way. I probably will well, never. And, and also, to be fair, WordPress can also be weird and inefficient. Yeah. 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 Uh, it, like there are, there are a lot of things where people are like, why doesn't WordPress do word count for your posts right. and require you, a plugin for that? Yeah. It's a lot of work, but like, yeah. listen, so my husband has this saying uh, from when he was a kid, because like he burned himself on the stove and then he burned himself on the stove a second time. And I'm like, mm-hmm. yeah, most kids like just do it once. And he's like, listen, Amy, I have to learn it the hard way. And then I have to learn it again. And that strikes me as a very neurodivergent way of learning. So it it seems apt that we would record all these podcasts and then have to listen to them to remember what we said and then be surprised uh, by the things that we we did. Uh, And sometimes I listen to them because I'm always interested in quality control. And I, again, remember I told you that one time, I want to make sure I'm not talking too much. (laughs) Always talking too much. Uh, and, And I'm always surprised. Right. And yep. as new listeners discover us, it's worth plumbing the archives. Probably there's stuff in yep. there that we don't even remember doing. And I'm always delighted when, you know, a, a listener will write to us and say, I was just listening to the episode on this. And I was like, oh, shit, I forgot about that. Yeah. Maybe I'll, what was in that episode? I don't even know. Um, and I will just drop a little Easter egg and say anybody who really likes jazz hands wants to find Broadway Barbara on Instagram. You just absolutely do. Just okay. Broadway Barbara on Instagram. Right. You're going to mm-hmm. laugh until you cry it's going to be great um oh i think i've seen her yeah like, just don't algorithmically ruin it suggested to me because yeah because dance. it's a dance yeah yeah um yeah so so looking back and learning things again so something that stood out for you was this business about um asynchronous development right yeah that when you're really really skilled in one area ahead of the grade level as they say in the school system that does not mean that all parts of you have developed simultaneously you're not well-rounded you're at the gym just working on your biceps all the time right but yeah. you can't do a squat yeah. um and that's fine because if if that's where your um, initial talent lies then you get ahead of yourself there yeah. and that's fair so it would be great even as adults if we could remember it's just like they talk about um autism less as a spectrum now and more as like a color wheel like you would get in photoshop when you want to have the color picker on the on yeah. the wheel right? It's that like, you could be very, very good at this thing and a medium good at this thing. And then absolutely terrible at this other thing. And it doesn't make you more or less high or low functioning. It just means that in as many domains as you can measure, you will have domains that are outliers, right? So excellence in one area. I mean, it's a very, it's like the Canadian view of the weather, right? If we're getting a really warm day in January, then you know, there's going to be a blizzard, right? If people just are like, well, if one good thing happens and one bad thing is going to happen, it's not it's that's just as untrue as the idea that if you're really smart, then you're also going to be really emotionally mature yeah. um, just as easily. Right. Uh, neither yeah. case is true. We are multivariate and all of our variables seem to operate according to different logics that we're not entirely in control of. And it's difficult to understand that in children. Right. Yes. But I, I think maybe for adults um, who find themselves suddenly on one spectrum or another of, of ADHD or um, autism or other forms of neurodivergence may find themselves befuddled by their own great success in some areas and their um, their weaknesses in other areas, right? Uh, I think yeah. I showed you, well, I know I showed the internet, the picture of my sister's dog I drew this summer. You saw that one? Photorealistic pencil drawing. Yes, yes, dog. yes, yes, yes. Yeah, so I just started drawing last year, as you know, and I just got a teacher in March and uh, I, I did this photorealistic drawing. One of my students thought it was the photo. And she's like, that's the reference photo. I'm like, no, that's the drawing. <laughs> Uh, Damn. And so it took me not very long at all 
to no. be able to produce, like, let's be honest, an incredibly highly skilled graphite drawing of a dog. And, uh, and I just got my fourth reminder notice about uh, this piece of software, I have to go into at work and click one button so that my grant doesn't get returned to the funder, but I can't figure out which sub menu to use. Right. So yep. I have picked up an entirely new domain of artistic expression in less than a year, right. To an incredibly high level of accomplishment. Yep. My, yep. my kid who's the artist was like, mom, you could charge people. You could be a pet portraitist and do commissions. I'm like, yeah. Is, but she, I is, wouldn't she, also, do the is she also a little angry at you? Uh, yeah, they're a bit angry. Yeah. I mean, they're doing yeah, they my are, sister's sorry. other dog, uh, yeah. right? My So I did the one dog uh, and I got a frame for my sister and it's going up on a wall where the dogs go outside and um, in the entry. And uh, so my sister was like, oh, we could do the other dog too. And my kid put up their hand. I was like, I will do it. Now it's a competition. I'm like, yeah. I'm not competing yes. with you, kiddo. And they're like, no, but I will be better. Yeah. Right. So now they're doing it in art class too. So our art if, teacher if that we share in common is now... <laughs> Yeah. No, I the, the way my my uh, oldest puts it is that uh, I I'm coming for her brand. Right. Yes, that's right. Yes, I'm coming yeah. for and and I think that like in like it just as a side quest. Mm -hmm. Um I think that that is something that people who are neurodivergent do because mm -hmm. there are we feel that there are so few things that we are good at, right? right. Especially yeah in in the teenage years right like there's there's That's all of the right. identity like and, and and there is this over investment in i am an artist right because right. like everything else is shit mm -hmm. yeah everything mm -hmm. else is shit everything else is like and and i can even see that um i can remember getting irrationally angry at my younger brother when he mm -hmm. surpassed me in swimming Oh God, even though I knew it was going to happen, right? Like it, it, we, yeah. he was going to eventually grow and he was going to eventually be faster than I was. And I can, I can mm -hmm. very clearly remember um, one night he was just super snarky about it. Right. And I, and I'm sure there was a whole shit ton of other stuff going on because it was high school and all of that nonsense. Mm -hmm. But I literally leapt across two lanes and attacked him. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds very sibling. Yeah, but it was just like, and and it was, and you know, ninety nine percent of the time, I was, you know, happy about it and and proud of him, and like this mm -hmm. was this was our family, like the outside of our house and everything. But like, it bothered me. I was like, God, he's better than me, and he's gonna be better than me, and I hate yeah, but that. That was my thing. But that's yeah, because that's my thing. This is mm -hmm. the one thing that I'm good at. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not good at anything else, mm -hmm. but I'm really good at swimming. Right, and it's not fair. <laughs> Yeah. So that's the flip side, I think, yeah. of this asynchronous development is that yeah. our kids and ourselves, we are aware of our substantial deficits in some areas that we feel ashamed about, because if we are so smart, then we should be this other thing as well. And so what we do then is like give up on the one thing that we're not good at and like just triple down on the thing that we're good at. And if anybody challenges us there, then we have nothing. I am happy to yeah. have grown a little bit more um, into an adult now who really loves to be the least skilled person. Yes. In the room, because yeah. it means a, I don't become enraged that everyone around me doesn't know their ass from their elbow, which is ungenerous of me and is something I have to work on. And, but I also feel like, oh, great. I don't have to be in charge and oh, great. I can learn something. Yeah. Here, right. And I would say that is something I've only come to well, and, well into adulthood. It took yeah, me a long and, time to get there. And I can fuck up mm -hmm. and I don't think it's the end of the world. That's right. Yeah. Right. Like. You know, it might be frustrating, like when I sew on a sleeve on the wrong sleeve or, mm -hmm. uh, mm -hmm. you know, I I sew the wrong pants. I sew the same pant leg to the same pant leg. Oh, I see a front pants. to a front rather than. Yeah. A, yeah. yeah. Oops. I did. And, and I surged it. So I just sit there. While, oh, while come I was on. Yeah. No, I was like <laughs> sitting there like fucking on and just like, thankfully, I don't mind unstitching. It's almost oh, like, God. um. Well, you know how like you, you it's just a bit like picking sit... at your fingers. It's yeah, a... it, well, that's exactly it. It's a, like you. there's something, but but it, it gives me something to do while I'm watching television, yeah, right? In the fair. evening. So it's just yeah. you sit there and you just like you don't have to make sure you don't rip the fabric, but even that is mm -hmm. right around the seam. So you can kind of fudge it a little bit. But yeah, like it was basically three hours of me unpicking these. And I could be like, in the moment, I was just like, fuck but it's like all right whatever it's would it fine. surprise you lee to yeah. know that my experience is completely different <laughs> right 
That is the subtitle. That's just the tough subtitle of the podcast. I don't know how many times I know. in re-listening. <laughs> yeah, it's like, well, Lee, my experience is completely different. Or, well, Lee, I read a book about that, yeah. actually. <laughs> no, it's actually, well, Lee, I read 12 books well, about Lee, that. I read 12 books about this. Did you know? Um, yeah, so I was thinking of you when I bought the fabric for the shirt that I made because I washed it. Yeah. <laughs> and then I ironed it. <laughs> which I don't do. <laughs> I know. And then I cut it. And then I, um, every time I did a seam, then I ironed the seam open and then finished the seam. So as I was, I know you're rolling your eyes at me. Oh my God. Like, we what? would never, we would never. <laughs> and I like stare at something for 20 minutes before I like commit to actually running a seam. Cause I don't like the little tiny holes that are left once you do the stitch ripping. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. So we each have Fair. our strength. Right. Yeah. And that's fine. And when you know one neurodivergent person, you know, one neurodivergent person, which I think is another lesson that you get from re-listening to our episodes is that my experience is completely different from yours, except when it's yeah. exactly the same, the right? Same. And it doesn't mean that one of us is more neurodivergent than the other or that or one better of us neurodivergent. Higher, that's right. Or better neurodivergent or that one of us is higher or lower functioning than the other. Um, it is a gift that we are able to see the specificities of our own instantiations or embodiments of the disorder, right? Yeah. Without sort of questioning like, well, I don't really think that you're ADHD because somebody with ADHD like would never, right? This is a different kind of kind of gatekeeping, right? Yeah. You know, the way uh the way sometimes you see in in political movements is kind of like purity culture, right? Like do you yeah. have all exactly the right beliefs, right? Is your gender presentation exactly the right kind of gender presentation? Yeah. Like are your politics exactly aligned with like the whatever, right? So this kind of rigidity that our people tend to really, really resent um, is easy uh, to fall into um, yeah. when we're comparing our disorder to others, either to think like I am not ADHD enough, or this person is like uh, way, way lower functioning than me because of this, right? So that's, I think, something that uh, that I get out of re-listening to our episodes. It's like just how much variation <laughs> there is um, in our experiences um, and then finding the commonalities through that. Uh, is more empowering, I think, yeah. because the disorder, like the flip side of that is that it means that the disorder doesn't define you, right? It, no. it means that because you have ADHD, it, it is not, um, it does not then in a deterministic way, indicate what your relationship to bill paying or stitch ripping is, right? Yeah. It just doesn't. It, it means that in your brain, uh, certain neurotransmitters are not operating exactly the way you want. The architecture <laughs> of your brain might be a little bit different. You may have problems with some executive function and emotional regulation, um, but our areas of hyperfocus being that our levels of functioning in different areas are completely different, right? Because if you're yeah. very, very interested in producing perfect seams, then you're going to wash and iron and like, I learned how to do a Hong Kong finishing stuff, right? Like, Oh my I, God. I was interested in clean yeah. seams, like in a no, flat no. I'm like, all right. But that's but it, me, it, right? Yeah. And it, it's also like, the, the and I think both now that, now that we're both sewing, we can talk about that and really bore our listeners. Um, yeah, inadvertently become a sewing know, podcast, yeah. but it, but that's but there's something about that too, where um, because we will follow what we're interested in, mm -hmm. it doesn't the, the the idea of beginner and advanced mm -hmm. doesn't you know, like I I was like, well, I want a shirt dress, so I'm gonna make a shirt dress, yeah. Not knowing that, like, wow, you had a really good collar. That's hard. And I'm like, I don't know. It just, I, I did it. I did it. You know, yeah. that I didn't think about it or I, I made this, it doesn't fit anymore, unfortunately, but I made this really great 70s style wrap jumpsuit and mm. it had a notched collar. Mm. And I didn't know that notched collars were supposed to be hard. Yeah. And, and I just, I was like, all right, well, let's just do it. Cause I love the look of this jumpsuit and I want one in burgundy. And so I'm going to make your... one. That's your Elle Woods moment. What? Yeah. Like it's supposed to be hard. Yeah. <laughs> get it into Harvard. Yeah. I didn't no, know. No, it was like, hard. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But it, it, but it, there wasn't there. It wasn't impossible. No. And there wasn't that intimidation factor. Yeah. Because yeah. it was so new that it was yeah. just like, you know, or, or somebody had said, you know, drawing animals, photorealistic animals yeah. is really hard. Yeah. I mean, like, like what? I looked it okay. up online. It's not that complicated. Yeah. It's yeah. just tedious. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, exactly. Right. It's, it's just, it's, it's fussy. Yeah. Right. Yeah, like it's, this fussy. Is, it's, it's fussy. You need technique. You need patience. You need a little yeah. bit of hand-eye coordination. You need the right kind of pencil. I'm like, okay, yeah. great. Fine. Once you get that under control, I think I said to my kid, yeah. I was like, oh, actually drawing fur isn't 
hard. It's just boring. And they looked up from their tablet, like popped one headphone off one ear because we were co-working, but not talking yeah. to each other. And they just looked at me and were like, yeah, art's tedious. Get over it. It's like, oh, okay, great. Right. Like, but both of us have incredibly low boredom tolerance. Yeah. It's just this kind of tedium we don't actually find boring. Right. And that's like yeah. our hyperfixations distinguish where our executive function falls apart and where it yeah. doesn't. Right. Yeah. Um, so what else have you noticed in our episodes, Lee? Well, um, we have come a long way. Virginia um, Slim style. Yeah. Virginia Slim style. Yeah, as we sit here uh, smoking in our like uh, crisp white uh, polyester suits, that's right. Uh, in hand drawn in old school, old timey uh, Mad Men ask type. That's uh, right. No, but this is even just you talking about in our episode. Hey, did you know there are levels between zero and eleven? Jesus, are there though? <laughs> but I I I re listened to that one. And it was amazing because you were struggling with those three articles and presentation. I was, and I finished them. Yeah, Shit. and you finished them. And you finished them in a way, but but also in a way that was, you found a way that was manageable for you, right? The real Whereas lesson even... was the friends we made along the way. Yeah, It wasn't that I got them finished. It's what I learned about how to finish stuff. Yes. Right? Yes. And, and the 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 insight that even just between that was february 10th um mm -hmm. maybe it was the jazz ends ones anyways between um oh no maybe it was the divergent thinking when you were talking about that because i listened of course i binged them right so it was like <laughs> let's listen to a whole bunch back play to back next. to back play yeah, next play, are you yeah. still listening shut up yeah I'm yeah. Still listening. yeah i'm still listening i'm waiting for myself to pop back in um mm -hmm. And, but even just like the, the, you know, still working through things mm -hmm. in these episodes and then to be able to like remember, cause it was pretty close by what we had talked about last episode of how you mm -hmm. got them done, how you, how you approach the work and it incorporated probably consciously and unconsciously all of those things that we had been talking about in those other episodes. Right. right. How do we manage our energy? How do we how do we get our attention? And so to to think about just and and celebrate. And also I would say for for listeners, right? Um, particularly pre-pandemic time, right? Like mm -hmm. that that might as well have been 20 years ago. Oh my God, right. You know, Tokyo but 2020, never forget. Yeah. Um, but it's just like we've we've come a long way. Mm-hmm. And we've incorporated all of these things and we've gone through the process and we're still going through the process and we're muddling through and sharing the process. But to to think about as listeners that it's like, it's not, it is a process, but it's not impossible. Yeah, that's right. right. That this is, you know, if you go back and I, I, I want to go back and re-listen to those ones that we did in four hour recording sessions that then I spent like eight hours yeah. re-listening to and editing to like make actual episodes work um you know i'm 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 proud of that person right mm -hmm. i am proud of the work that we did i'm proud of what Me we too. talked about um but also i can look back and say I've, I've come a long way from that yeah right and we've we, we you and i have made tremendous progress yeah that, i think we have but but sometimes it's 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 easy to forget that right when it, when you're mired in all the shit you and I have been mired in. Well, listen, Lee, and we know we because we've talked about this on this podcast. Yeah. ADHD time is what now? Now and not now. And not now, and right? Not now. Yeah. So we're like in the Jeremy Baramy kind of temporality, yeah. right? Where yeah. whatever problem we're having right now is the biggest problem that ever existed, and it has been ever thus, and it will never change, right? Yeah. Uh, so it can be difficult. Uh, for neurodivergent people who like, I will tell you, I struggle every day with aspects of my disorders that make it difficult for me to meet my goals, right? I'm regularly ask, getting ask, to school two hours later than I want to, right? Ask me about the medical bills that are still sitting on the kitchen table right now that right. I could just, it would take me 15 minutes to call and go online. No, it would take somebody else 15 minutes. Right? Yes, it will take exactly. you three weeks and then 15 minutes, right? Yes. Yeah. So like the struggle is real. There are still things I struggle with every day. Some of the things I struggle with are the things I struggled with when we started this podcast, right? Yep. But I feel like I'm getting a lot more insight 
into both the nature of the disorder from the research I've been doing, like for this podcast and for other things. And because in my day job, I am a critical disability scholar uh, and the parent of a disabled kid. Right. And, uh, but I feel I have more insight and I also feel that I have been able to do some personal growing. I'm not done yet. Right. The struggle is real. Like, you know, I'm still in therapy every second week. And uh, there's at least one moment every time I talk to my therapist where I'm like, thanks, I hate it. And he's like, well, that's your takeaway today, right? Yeah. If I say thanks, I hate it. I didn't think of it and I don't want to think about it, but I'm pretty yeah. sure you're right. Thanks, yeah. I hate it. Right? Thanks, I hate uh, it. Yeah. So I'm still having those moments. I'm having I'm having them this week. I was just, actually, I had one this morning. Uh, I'm, I'm talking to you now. We started recording. Uh, just after 1130, because I never remembered what time we were doing this. And I asked you at 1130, if we're recording at 1130, and you're like, yeah, I'm already here. I'm like, well, shit. Okay. And now I have to update my zoom, right? Always. Uh, so I'm still there three minutes late for everything. And I have a meeting with a grad student at one. Hi, Kelly, uh, that I'm excited to have. Um, and this morning, I meant to get here a lot earlier than I did. So I could do some like fussing the dates on my assignments yeah, and my syllabuses and stuff. And I just, yeah. I don't want to because, uh, and I was like, I'm just fucking around because I'm going to like talk with Lee and then I'm going to talk with Kelly and it's going to be fun. I was like, but no, both of those are work activities. It's just, and they are cognitively demanding uh, and they require my expertise. It's just, they're not as lonely <laughs> yeah. right? as yes. trying to do my syllabuses. And they are interactions with real people in real time in which I get to improvise from my vast store of knowledge, which is a thing that I don't get to do when I'm preparing my courses ahead of time, right? Yeah. So I'm trying to forgive myself for not wanting to do that and lowering my expectations. I just need to have all the due dates. I need to have all the readings. I need to have the syllabus ready. That's all I need to get done. I don't yep. need to gild the lily um, and like work ahead on stuff. Uh, it's just a struggle for me when it's not that I don't want to work, right? It's that the work that is easiest for me to get into is not the work that is easiest to do. It's the work that I'm most raised up by. It's the work yeah. that I get my energy from, which is interacting yeah. from for others. So I, I have to learn that I'm avoiding some of these other tasks, not because I'm lazy or unprepared or I don't like to work. I do. It's just some types of work that are still very cognitively demanding and complex and important are just easier for me to get started on doing. Yeah. That's all, right? Yep. I'm not skimming the cream off the top. I'm not doing the easy stuff. The things that I find easy, other people find hard. Uh, the things that I jump to first thing are things that other people avoid for a long time. I just have to show myself a little bit more kindness and then find ways to gamify or trick myself into doing the things that are necessary but that I struggle with, right? I don't have to, as it turns out, judge myself for that. That's new. That's That's new. new. That's new. I mean, I'm still judging myself. That's why I'm noticing. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's, uh, that, that goes back to, Hey, did you know there are levels between zero and 11? Right. Right. (laughs) Struggle. The struggle. The struggle. Um, and, And I'm, so I'm, 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 editing or co-editing a uh, collected volume of essays right now on um, neurodivergence in the academy. Ooh. Yeah, it is uh, a lot of affective and emotional labor, um, sure. which I signed on for. Um, mm-hmm. Friend of the podcast, former guest Kelly uh, Baker uh, had to had to I, I had submitted to 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 I submitted something as a as to write about, and what I ended up writing about was being um, neurodivergent in academia to neurodivergent as uh, children. Mm-hmm. So, like the role as the parent and the academic and neurodivergent yourself, and negotiating mm-hmm. those those boundaries, um, and th- and then all the shit happened. And so, I was writing it in that moment where it was like, well, then <laughs> this is different than I intended, but still mm-hmm. important. But anyways. Mm-hmm. Kelly had to back away from the project and um, Rebecca, Rebecca Pogruark, who's written a book on uh, academic burnout. Um, I offered, yeah, we salute you. you Um, I was like, I offered, I said, look, if you think it'll be easier to edit it yourself because you don't want to onboard someone or figure out all of our various quirks for working together, I will totally understand. But I also know how much work it is to edit a volume that is mm-hmm. as emotionally demanding as this one. And so if you would like help, I, I would I would be happy. I think this is an important volume. I think that this is, so I'm willing to, you know, take the time and the investment. And she said, yes, please. And I said, great. So now the essays are all in or mostly all in. We are in the first rounds of um, sort of editing, going through it. 
Um, and uh, something that has come up a lot in the podcast, and I think that we we work to come to terms with in terms of, like of what you're saying is that uh, ableism sucks. Yeah, it does. Um, and I just want to like half of <laughs> it's so far I haven't read them all, but it's sort of like half of them are like yes, ableism acknowledged. Yeah. Half of them are like not there yet, and I just want to be like, oh, sweetie. It's, I want to it's hug you. A, I, yeah, it's it, it's going to be like a Barbie welcome to the real world thing. Yeah, right. Yeah. You get on your rollerblades and you're going to wind up on Venice Beach, and someone's going to slap your ass. You'd be like, oh, yeah. And you don't and want I just, people to have that realization, but they're gonna. Yeah. Well, and, and you actually you kind of do right mm -hmm. where it's like the call is coming from inside the house, and right, but they they realize that, that the call is coming yeah. from inside the house, but they don't know why the call is coming from right. inside the house and you're just mm -hmm. like oh i just want to like can we i want to give them my podcast i want to be like right. hey, listen to all of these um mm -hmm. even though you are neurodivergent and might not enjoy uh this particular tone and or rhythm and mm -hmm. or, mm -hmm. but uh i would like you to have this as a gift because like you're i recognize where you are in the process right now yeah and maybe, <laughs> go ahead like, like maybe that's something that we can think about in a future episode too yeah. right like we're not new to this now no. like when we started podcasting I mean the reason that we did start podcasting uh, was because I had been open about my diagnoses um when I got them right remember my post was like who's got yeah. two thumbs and uh autism and ADHD diagnosis and I was like this gal right yeah. <laughs> it's like my aunt was like you're oversharing and I was like blocked uh <laughs> and well, I mean, I've been sharing about, I mean, I've been sharing about my depression and yeah. I mean, yeah, for a that, long time, uh, for a long time as well. And so it just yeah. makes sense for us. Yeah. To... But then like you and I were back channeling, um, you know, when you were going through diagnostic processes with your kids and then for yourself, and then we were sharing resources with each other. And then you were like, this is so useful. We should do a yeah. podcast, right? Which yeah. is like very much in your sort of connecting people and giving style. You're like, this conversation I'm having with Amy is very valuable. I think other people should benefit benefit yes. from this too yeah. <laughs> uh which would not have occurred to me right uh like it's the same thing it feels like the same vibe as what you've just done for this edited collection right which is yeah uh, you know uh, people could benefit from this and I want to help bring this to the world like in a midway thing sort of sense and uh and and at the time we were both kind of early in that journey of trying to understand and we were both learning a lot of a lot of things and really struggling I think to to rewrite our own biographies retrospectively yes. in light yeah. of the things that we were learning about ourselves. And as we spend more years like living day to day prospectively with that diagnosis in front of us so that we're not rewriting yeah. that bits of our past, like since the diagnosis, I don't have to rewrite my past yeah. right in that time because I already know like who I am and I'm looking at things through that frame. And, and as I gain more years and you do too of living in that disability identity and spending the time looking back through your biography prior to the diagnosis and re-understanding yourself as having always had um, this neurodivergence and and learning how to be kind to yourself that way, uh, we become more comfortable being who we are, Yeah. right? Um, in ways that people just entering having a diagnosis now are not. And we're kind of becoming maybe the boomers here where we're like, well, you just need to do this yeah. because that's <laughs> what I do. Right. Like not maybe remember all the things ADHD colon. Yeah. Okay. Boomers. Okay. Boomers. Right. But you know, sometimes it's not our job to be like, no, but did you know, actually, yeah, you know, that's called internalized ableism. And, and here's everything that I've learned in six years since my diagnosis, I'm going to give to you in one paragraph. And then my tomorrow, God, six honestly, years, right. I'm like, whatever it is. Right. Like, no, I know, but I think it has been. And it's just it like, has been. I just threw yeah. that number out there. Damn you for like bringing attention to it. X number of years. Let's say, I don't remember. I think I don't, now I'm going to start counting in my head. Don't make me count in my head. It's very bad. But like, so maybe we we have to develop a new skill now is that yes. people who are new on this journey are not going to be where we are. Yeah. Yet. And we have to let them go through their process because like, yeah. I don't know if you know this, but a lot of uh, neurodivergent people are quite sensitive to uh, rejection. Uh, I don't know. I don't you heard about that. <laughs> no, uh, I never heard about that, even though I, I said it wrong for yeah. like the first See, 15 yeah, episodes, 20, even now saying it wrong. You did, but that's I okay did. because yeah. everybody knows what you mean. And it's like a text message with a typo in it. Who cares? The message yeah. came through, right. And, 
And if so anybody's people, wondering, because they just jumped in, it's rejection sensitive dysphoria. Yeah, not um, rejection kept, sensitivity. Yeah, dysphoria. which is what I called it. Yeah, RSD. Are a lot. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, so some of us are are sensitive to doing things wrong like that. It would feel rejected by somebody more senior in the ADHD hierarchy telling us how ableist we are to ourselves and we need to get over it. Um, and some of us also are oppositional and anti-authoritarian. That would be my brand, right? Where it's yeah. like, you can't tell me. <laughs> Fuck you. It's my journey. I'll yeah. do what I want. I'm actually not going to think those things now because you told me <laughs> I have to, right? And so it, instead of like learning maybe how to be kind to ourselves, we have to learn that everybody on this journey with us is not at the same spot yes in the yes. journey right and that's and that's something that I, that I think editing this volume is helping me to see mm. learn and understand mm-hmm. um but again as I said also reflect on my own mm-hmm. journey and sort of like I don't know if I would have been able to edit a book like this mm. six years ago seven years ago right, right? where um it would have been too much Mm-hmm. It would have been way too much mm-hmm. um, as opposed to now where I can um, not detach, but like balance, right? That there's something between zero and 11, well, right? You've really where I developed, <laughs> I, I hear this in the podcast when I listen to them, you're, you're really big on the apps that remind you to take three deep breaths and you're yes. really big on the mindfulness and meditation apps and you know like I don't need to go to sleep I actually just need to go be in the quiet with my meditation app for a bit until I calm down like you're getting much more skilled um at emotional regulation because your emotions are fine your emotions are natural a lot of us you included uh we feel our emotions much more intensely and much more quickly uh, than other people do and we often lack the skills to not be carried away on the tidal wave of our emotions, right? Like where I think dopamine. Yeah. I think you've developed probably better or sooner than me, this ability to notice an outsized emotional reaction and take care of yourself, not where you have to suppress the emotion, but where you're like, my emotion needs a minute to move its way through my body. And it's not that I'm going to be over it, but I'll be able to handle it. Yeah. Right. Well, and that's, that's where I was Monday. Monday, mm-hmm. I was like, everything is too much today. And that's, yep. everything is just way too much. I can't, I am crying for not no reason, but for, you know, perhaps yeah. not, you know, and it was just like, it was one of those days where it was just like, I can't take on one more thing today. Mm-hmm. I mm-hmm. cannot take on one more thing today. And, and that's, and I had to, just like, I, let me cry it out. Let me just, let me just give me a minute. I got to let this all out. Today has been a lot. And then I started re-listening to our podcast and I was like, oh, that made me feel so much better. Well, there you go. Um, Because I, well, and it's that um, I felt, this is the other thing that I, that I've noticed about myself when I'm, when I'm struggling is that I begin to feel, I'm struggling because I feel very disconnected, Mm -hmm. right? To Mm -hmm. either family members or friends. And, you know, it's been hard because the, the, the platform formerly known as Twitter is now a garbage fire and it's in its kanye phase it's in its kanye phase yeah. right the artist uh, formerly known as kanye yeah. the site formerly known as twitter yeah um and not in that good prince way but in the no kanye not way. no in the kanye way but uh the, the uh i have a friend of mine who's a uh who's a futurist and he's calling it the the social media winter we're entering oh, yeah. the social media winter Mm-hmm. Um, I'm like, oh no, I thought I'm like, yeah, you're not wrong, but uh, I'm not ready. Yeah, no. And, and so it's, it's it, exactly. I think a lot of us who are neurodivergent really aren't ready because like mm-hmm. the, the sheer number, Amy, of our network who have gotten ADHD diagnoses or yeah. autism diagnoses in the past six years since we've gotten them is yeah. like statistically, um, not impossible obviously but it just sort of shows it's like oh hey we all became friends on twitter because we all sort of saw ourselves in each other and became this community of like weirdos and oh hey look it also happens that we're all neurodivergent i mean but there's a reason that that happened on twitter which (laughs) is like the world's greatest like alternative and augmented communication platform for dumpers interrupters asynchronous thinkers Workers. Uh, digressors, yeah. workers, right? All of those pathologies of the communication deficits that neurodivergent people have um, 
are not deficits on yes. social media, right? No. Uh, and, and so there's a reason maybe that the neurodivergent population is a bit overrepresented in yeah. some of these spaces. It's because that's maybe our most natural and easeful communication style. So like if we're in the social media winter and I'm not emotionally ready to deal with that yet, it's nope. it's because I do know that's my best social yeah. platform. I mean, even podcasts are getting shitty right? Like the ads are proliferating and oh my like God. the services are getting more and more stupid. And like, oh man, it's so hard to find what you want. And yep. I'm like, no, 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 because this is, this is my jam for communicating yeah. people. Yeah. Um, and yeah, and so, so, so even ahead. just reconnecting, right? Mm-hmm. Like at reconnecting with you through a mm-hmm. podcast and just being like, I just, I want to talk to Amy but I can't right now, but I do have her, like I said, in my pocket as a podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, not yet AI, Amy, which would be, oh my God, that'd be so weird. We should totally like propose that for like a conference and then like, oh go my God, like, everybody would think it was malfunctioning. I'd be like, no, that's what I sound like. Yeah, no, that is really Keeps popping up like. Beastie Boys references and singing lyrics from Singing in the Rain. We don't <laughs> and, know what's and happening. And having, and me, for me, having so many verbal tics yeah. that I was like, oh my God, Lee, shut up and make a full sentence without any of those words. Um, like that well the ai might misrecognize us for a chopin podcast also right this is the danger yes. <laughs> listening to yourself if there's like a significant archive of you online you're like oh my god i am a caricature of myself and then you yes. become self-conscious about it then you're jack donaghy on 30 rock with like trying to do the commercial with two coffee cups in his hand like is this what i do with my hands yeah right becoming <laughs> like unnatural because you feel like you're doing a caricature of yourself which is a caricature of who you thought that you were and now you suddenly like don't know if you're right-handed or left-handed anymore yeah well but isn't that like the same it's not the same like sort of arc that many of us went through on social media and even blogging Mm -hmm. right where we were like you read early blogs and you're like what's I trying to do here this doesn't really sound like me but it was like oh I'm blogging I have to be this person or like on social media I have to be this person and then eventually you get comfortable enough that you're yourself um, and it confuses the AI because it's like, are you this like character of yourself or or is this more you? And it will mash it together and make this like Frankenstein. Oh, I was always Frankenstein's was always monster, me. I should say. I was always me. And I'm really glad about it. We went to see theater camp last night at uh, oh, a gosh. Rep, at a rep <laughs> cinema. Highly recommend because like my husband was a theater kid and I was a theater kid and our yeah. child was a theater kid. And we're like, oh, yeah. my God, it was great. But we're standing in line. Uh, waiting for popcorn eternally because there's like two dopey looking probably stoned kids try to run the yeah. concession stand and the computer's not working so we're there for a long time and I'm making jokes about the names of the beer and then the woman in front of us turns around looks at me and I'm like oh god what did I say and she's like were you on do you work at UW and I was like yes and now I'm like what did I say what did I say what did I say what did yeah. I say she's like I saw you on tv talking about the stabbings and I just want to thank you for that I was like oh okay but like that happens to me sometimes now like people stop me in public and I'm usually in the middle of doing something stupid but very on brand for myself yes. so I'm really glad yeah. that in all of the things that anybody would have seen me in like online or heard me on the radio or like whatever it happens to be that probably when they find me in public I am absolutely 100% consistent with yes whatever it was that they thought that they saw but it's still a bit unnerving I'm like did I just say something really stupid and is somebody going to tweet about this now yeah what or, or or and if they do will anybody actually care yeah that's right i'm always like afraid when people come up to me at conferences and say like i read this paper of yours i'm like oh shit what do you think but like if people come up and say like i listen to your podcast i know we're going to be friends yes yeah you know exactly I mean? right yeah. because now you're a secret society because like they're already yeah. implicating themselves by telling you that they listen yeah. to your podcast you're like you wouldn't have listened to that unless right you were <laughs> looking for that well and i guess of- i guess getting feedback from the email we're making like lists of of stuff to help people um cope and deal with adhd with with new diagnoses like i want to go see those lists too because i'm like is there something on there i can read because like i need help still like i'm still (laughs) a hot mess yeah it's like a very like good for us i think this is a congratulatory thing this is like an invitation to new listeners as well to like dig through the archive and like listen to the journey because if we sound like we have our shit together i assure you it's a work in progress right Uh, and 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 next week we might not we might not. I already have an idea about what we could talk about next week. And then I'll have to re-listen to this episode to remember what it was that I okay, said. Okay, well, I you should say it then. Okay, I'm going to say it. Um, overexcitabilities, the theory of overexcitabilities and oh, neurodivergence. God. Get excited. Are you feeling excited already? <laughs> already, yes. I'm just Did you like... ever, Lee, get so excited about something that you were trying to do that you had to stop doing it? 
Okay, have you ever wrecked little... something you really cared about doing because you were so excited about doing it that you did it too hard or too fast or too fast too too fast yep. and you wrecked it yeah um see yeah. 50 percent of my son projects right um <laughs> over most, most of my blog posts uh <laughs> Overexcitability. This, this, the, the, uh, the initial four-hour recording of this podcast. Overexcitability. Yeah, never, yeah. Didn't. Sometimes it's the thing itself, and <laughs> and sometimes it's like this will be like the the coming soon. This is like the the cliffhanger for for people. Like if you ever get so excited while you're writing something that you compulsively scratch the back of your head until it bleeds. That's and then an have over, to wear a bit, and then have to wear and then have to wear a hat, hat, a writing hat. <laughs> I listen to that's that one too. <laughs> an over excitability, uh, and we can maybe talk about that next week. Yes, yes, I love that. Um, and I would just again like to thank the listeners so much for mm -hmm. sticking with us through this. And if you are a new yeah. listener, welcome. Um, join us on this insane uh crazy these are all ableist words um yes. like, lee what are you doing man? i yeah. i don't know i'm overexcited now <laughs> yeah i'm overexcited about next we have week all the now. best words we're just yeah. manifesting internalized ableism here yes yeah like, join um, us on this wackadoo journey wackadoo there we go uh like the, the this peewee's playhouse funhouse this bonkers bonkers you have Max Headroom bananas. in the background. I have um, Max Headroom in the background. Yeah, yeah I, I see that. Excuse that's me. a that's a that's a good vibe for this too. Mm -hmm. I think mm -hmm. um, talking heads, mm -hmm. uh, and and yeah. So um, email us again. We love to hear from you at all mm -hmm. the things ADHD at gmail .com. All uh, the things. All the things. You can also uh, find uh, the the podcast on our website, allthethingsadhd.com. But if you're in any of the major podcasting, you can just keep scrolling backwards and say, see more, see more, see more. Mm -hmm. um, show all episodes. Show all episodes. There's Go a back lot. to season one. There are a lot. Mm -hmm. There's 80. Now there are 85 of them. And I'm sure maybe I'm counting wrong. Somebody is going to correct me, which is fine. I was going to say, send us emails if you're listening to our old episodes and we've made a howler of a mistake. Yes. Yep. Because that's fine. Because we've for completely forgotten about it. And please know and we don't prepare any of this. No. <clears throat> no. But they, I think they know that by now. Yeah, they must. I think they've realized that. It's so. fairly clear. Yes. Um, it is a long weekend here in North America. It is mm -hmm. uh, Labor Day weekend. So I hope uh, that you have a good long weekend. And um, if you are starting back at the academics because you have not yet uh because you are reasonable post labor day starting dates uh mm -hmm. i wish you the best beginning blame of the semester canada. <laughs> blame canada oh my gosh that's anyways i have whole stories about that movie mm -hmm. and um and yeah so we are going to sign off now because amy has to meet a grad student who she's very excited to meet with and yes. um wait i have a pun okay don't belabor this goodbye but have a great Labor Day, everyone. Oh, my God. That was amazing. Thank you. All right. I used my radio voice for that. I, I could tell you used mm -hmm. your radio voice for that. All right, everyone. Take care. And um, hopefully we'll see you next week. But, you know, eventually Bye -bye. we'll be back. <laughs> Bye.